0: What if someone you lost, who had died, returned? This episode of AfterBuzz TV is brought to you by the powerful and riveting new drama, Resurrection. You won't be able to stop watching or talking about it. Resurrection premiering on Sunday night, March 9th at 9, 8 central, only on ABC. You're not going to want to miss it. Mr. Langson, did your son go missing, sir? I haven't.
1: He's okay. My son died 32 years ago.
2: What if someone you lost returned?
0: Daddy! Honey, ah. oh, who is it? Jacob. I'm coming home.
2: The television series event begins. You're not the only one, there's others. Tell the world Resurrection. Series premieres Sunday, March 9th on ABC.
1: Hey there, Helix
2: fans! Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Oh yeah, let's get that hotness. It gets me every time.
1: I have so much space this. Week.
2: I know. Am I, am I especially low today, or is that just my headphones? Who knows? All right, well, uh, welcome everybody to the Helix After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Another great installment, season one, episode nine, level X. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me on the panel, of course, Mr. Zach Wilson. Hey guys, Stephen Lemieux on the ones and twos. Hey, guys. Uh, unfortunately, Lizris Maui, she's feeling a little under the weather today. Uh, she's not going to be able to join us. Um, but send her some love and well wishes out there on the Twitter. She's uh, at Lizzie Maui, L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y on Twitter. Let her know that you miss her. Uh, we'll be happy to have her back next week. Okay, we're going to continue with that in just a moment. Just real quick, I want to talk about a new show that's coming out on ABC starting this Sunday. Uh, it's really exciting. It's called Resurrection starting this Sunday, March 9th at 9, 8 central. Um, now, Zach, uh, do you have any, uh, relatives who've passed on, who have passed away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want you to, to imagine, I know this is kind of out there, uh, imagine that, you know, your, your, your grandmother, your grandfather, um, they, you. There's a knock on your door. You open it. And there they are. They're exactly the same as they were the day that they died. And they're just... Even That's if it was man. years earlier. It's it's a big deal. I don't know how I would react, how you would react. It, it kind of throws into question your very idea of what reality is.
1: I'd probably run. Yeah. That would be my immediate reaction. It's just... Uh, Hi, Grandma. Boom. Right. It's like, it's happy, but it's also terrifying,
0: you know? Because you don't know, like, why they're there, and you don't know what's going on. You don't know if they're actually the same. Like, because first you'd be like, you're not them. Right. You're somebody who looks like them.
2: This has to be a trick, you know? Well, uh, in this small town of Arcadia, Missouri, this actually has actually happened. This eight-year-old boy named Jacob is found, and when he's returned to his parents, uh they're, you know, these older people who, you know, he had died thirty-two years ago and now he's exactly the same as the day that he disappeared or the day that he died. Omar Epps is in the show, uh, Kurtwood Smith is in it. Mm-hmm. And the creators of the show, Michelle Fazekas, Tara Butters, they created Reaper on CW, which was oh, an I love amazing that show. show. Great show.
1: Underrated. They, yeah, highly underrated. Highly show. underrated.
2: They wrote for Dollhouse for a while, um in their second season, which was the best season of that show. <laughs> I trust them to deliver something amazing. And, you know, the best part is On TV, we get a lot of doctor, lawyer, cop shows in sci-fi, you know, aliens and zombies and so on. I've never heard of a premise like
1: this. Yeah, and it's not going to be zombies or anything. Not that there's anything
2: wrong with zombies, but I'm always interested in seeing something original, something refreshing that we've never seen before.
1: Yeah. it's gonna be a fun show I mean we saw during the Oscar broadcast that they did they showed us a couple more clips yeah but it looks cool
2: it looks cool and we're gonna be doing the after show for it yeah so if you like Helix you should tune into that Uh, Resurrection Sunday March 9th that's this Sunday March 9th at 9, 8 central only on ABC can't wait
0: you're not gonna wanna miss it guys All right, now let's get back to uh, the show itself yeah yeah
2: so another fantastic episode I I would love to say it's Two game changers in a row Can I say that? Because like last week You know we had this standoff with Constance Dealt with And now mm-hmm. for the first time We're kind of seeing the whole team working together Like you know The the tension is still very much there But we're, we're learning more about the Silver Eyes We're learning more about Arctic Biosystems We're getting you know more of Here of Hiroshi Hataki uh, We got some reveals this week How'd you feel? Uh, it was nice.
1: We got like we opened up. Everybody kind of woke up on the right side of the bed. Yeah, they're all positive people now, except for the whole death creatures down below. Right thing. No, no one wants on.
2: death creatures.
1: But yeah, I mean, I agree. We got. I mean, we got the uh, the escape at the mm-hmm. very end, and we got Peter as. Yeah the the man who the vector who would be king
2: yeah he's like the god king of these vectors they you know they take him they revive him uh they take him out of the suit and then they all basically ziz in a cup um, and then oh, make him drink it, oh. and it fills him with like this angry power energy. Fills and it,
0: him with vigor.
2: Fills him with vigor. He Ziger? rises Vizzer? and starts screaming <laughs> as only a vector can, and now he's basically their de facto leader. We'd been talking about uh hive mind mentality mm-hmm. weeks earlier and now we're seeing it come to pass as they're all kind of behaving swarming as one and he's somehow the conduit for all of their combined consciousness.
0: Can I just say how disgusting that scene was? Oh, were they're all it, spitting? Yeah, it just reminded me of like chewing tobacco and people spitting into yeah. a cup and then somebody pouring that into somebody's... That just... That imagery is just not...
2: It doesn't sit well it doesn't in the stomach. Doesn't sit well with me, No, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. I, I feel bad for poor Neil. That must have been quite a day. You know, I don't think they
1: uh,
0: really fed him that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, for for Neil, it was probably, hey, we're gonna pour chocolate syrup from this cup. Was that not mouth. one
2: shot? I thought that that was all in one shot.
0: No. Okay. It cut to him on the ground. Okay. After everyone's, well, I'd say
2: him. it wasn't that bad,
1: but because still. he doesn't need to be getting his ziz infested with. More, Other more ziz? ziz?
2: I don't know. Maybe it's like it, it's like a like a cocktail. Like you combine
1: it all, it becomes a
2: super ziz.
1: <laughs> well, I do. I mean, you have to ask. What does it? What does it accomplish? mean? Like, yeah, because we haven't heard Peter scream like that. He's been the only one of the vectors who's been intelligent right. to this point. Right. As, as more more than likely because of the he has both Narvik A and Narvik B, mm-hmm. uh, but. Now he's now he's more closely down with them, except but, for that moment where he jumps up and he like yells to the
0: crowd. Yeah.
2: Here's what I think the real question is: Is what is Ziz? What is it? You Ziz, know,
0: Ziz is the it's it's the device to transfer the virus. So what that kind of means in a way is Ziz is Narvik. A, or Narvik B. Narvik B. Yeah. So what? It, what? More than likely,
2: more than anything, you know, the sodra had largely killed the virus in his system. They put him into hypothermic stasis, just so that the virus wouldn't continue to replicate and take over his body mm-hmm. again. So I imagine that the that the combined ziz of everyone, you know, just helped it take over his body again, and it just brought him back to life, brought his adre- adrenaline levels up to spiking, you know. Uh, we wonder why he's this conduit. And I have, to, I have to imagine it has something to do with having both Narvik A and Narvik B in a system. And that That's the only difference I can think of unless there's something genetic.
0: It's like he half-transformed is what it is. Yeah. So he's like – he's more on their side because now he's introduced to more of the Narvik B or Narvik A. Which one is it that makes – Narvik B. Narvik, Narvik B. A
2: is, is just the straight virus. Yeah.
0: So he's introduced to more of Narvik B. So now he's kind of going – Full vector, in a way, except mm-hmm. he's still got the intelligence left from that Narvik A let him keep.
2: Interesting. I
0: mean, we, we saw
2: some very primal intelligence from him this week. He didn't speak, and I'm wondering if he's still capable of it. I'm sure we'll find out in the weeks to come. It, Four episodes left in the season.
0: It reminded me of the Blue Monkeys from Evolution when they jumped up out of the thing.
2: You quote Evolution <laughs> all the time, and I need to just see it already. Great.
0: Groga <laughs> Yeah,
2: I need to see Evolution. That's <laughs> uh, that's my fault.
0: Speaking of evolution, I want to go over this theory that I had during... it By the way, guys, if you have not listened to the interview with Mark Ganime yeah. because you only usually go on YouTube to watch the episode recaps themselves, you need to go on YouTube and that iTunes and listen or watch and or to the interview we did with Mark Anime, Yeah. Because it's pretty awesome. And we come up with theories halfway through, and I want to expand on one real quick.
1: Please do. I love this theory.
0: So if in case you didn't hear that podcast... This is my theory is that the master race is these gods and you know they like to use history and they like to use all these things a lot and especially with this episode with all of the strains of vaccines throughout the centuries yeah guys they are the master race like I they, mean they're they're they seem to be immortal they seem to be the ancestor race of humans and the virus itself that they want to cure for is humanity so they want it to be a way to cure the planet of this plague of humans.
2: Oh, wow, because we're wiping out all of the planet's resources and polluting it. If they if they were able to tip the scales in the other way, perhaps uh, planet Earth could be repaired before it's too late. You're, that's what you're saying.
0: In some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. Because I don't know if they can no longer multiply, because every time they multiply, it comes out as humans, and that's like... What what this really reminded me of was the the story of the Greek gods. And if you look at the Greek god stories in a literal sense, as if Hatake or some a being like Hatake is Zeus, and then you look mm-hmm. at their first children and then you look at their children's children and how the genes disperse throughout time.
2: Right, and they get they get further muddied as they continue to mate with humans and be in contact with humans, and we're dealing with demigods versus gods. You're saying that That Julia is in effect a
0: demigod. That's what I'm saying. In effect, Julia is a demigod, and a lot of Greek mythology also has to do with the eyes. Hmm. And even like Medusa, Hercules, everything had like the very piercing eyes. So I really think that Greek, they're going to steer this in a way that these people have affected history throughout, as in they're the deities of history. Like if you look at Greek gods, like. They have just been perceived in that way.
2: Hmm. Now, here's my question. Uh, Mark, in our interview, I believe, said that we will have some idea of what these things are by the end of the season. Or am I misremembering?
1: Uh, he, he hinted that we'll get a little bit more information. We'll get a little bit more. I think it'll be one of those things that they, they give us an answer that opens up a million more, more questions. questions. I love the idea that these are an ancient race. And the Greek gods thing is just... Uh, I'm a mean, huge Greek myth oh, nerd, yeah. but I think this could end up going back as far as because I was thinking about Stephen's theory as I was watching this episode, mm-hmm. and we have like these the vectors and the silvers as these two very very separate things, and I'm starting to wonder if maybe the vec what whatever the vectors are because they're not. It's not just a pure zombie, like the way that we sort of no, gotten used not to not a zombie. I wonder if this was like an ancient sort of like battler of some kind. Like these two races existed well years I, ago.
2: To answer that question, you have to take into account Hataki's motives and what he said in that scene in his office uh, when he finally kind of explains to Alan and the gang what Narvik B was supposed to be and what what these silver eyes were up to. That they wanted a virus that would wipe out the human population. Mm-hmm. He refused to do it, and what he was doing, he considered to be a kindness.
1: Yeah, I imagine that's what the Willis hypothesis is re- is referring to. Hmm. Is the idea that if you take out this percentage of the population, the planet will rebound?
2: Okay, but Th- but Alaria doesn't seem to be on board with the Willis hypothesis. Uh, so I
0: think I think the Willis hypothesis. We're going to find out that the Willis hypothesis is that the humans can be turned into the master race. Like, the the virus that bonds on a DNA level, which is turning what... Okay, do you guys, you guys play Mass Effect? Yeah. Okay, you know what the genophage is with the... Uh, what's that species called?
1: Uh, I've never played Mass
0: it's, Effect, it's, it's, so... It's
2: been a while, and I only played the first one. Can you explain it in the, broader terms?
0: Okay, the genophage is one alien race infected another alien race in which... The, the the women of that race cannot give birth anymore. Got it. So if you take that in a way of, imagine these ma- this master race was infected with something that made it so they can only give birth to lesser beings.
2: Or if, it, or if they turned humanity into something that was controllable, that wouldn't wipe out the planet, but instead would thin out the population, but still, but not... Kill everyone through like this silent killer of this airborne virus. Do you know what I mean? Where there will still be whole communities of humans that will be able to remain alive, potentially large communities, if we can, if we can, you know, uh, stem off the spread of Narvik B. But if they, if these things are afraid of the silver eyes, they can be controlled and potentially be used to rebuild the planet. Interesting while keeping the humans in
1: check and and basically killing less of them. I mean, we have to wonder what is it that makes them afraid of the silvers? Yeah. Like if, if we have to assume that there was something that they did in the past.
2: It it's it could be that because uh, I'm only I'm only agreeing with you on that because of the hive mind which may have existed before these uh these vectors were created. Mm-hmm. But I think what's more likely because they can see you know, heat in humans. That's what they were able to see, uh, at the top of this episode with, uh, with Sarah running through the hallway and the vector chasing her. And we had last week, um, they can see heat in humans. They can't see it in silvers. And I have to imagine, you know, you see something that's moving around, but in your mind isn't necessarily alive. That's gotta be terrifying. Or they're, or they're genetically predisposed. To fear them.
0: Okay, I also want to say one thing too is that they see heat in humans, and then what do they say? They said they're drawn by heat. Mm -hmm. So, and then you see in the culture where it explodes. This is a virus who's infecting the mind with the sole goal of becoming more, like spreading itself. Yeah. That's why they track down things with heat so they can infect things with heat. That's why they go towards heat. It's that's why they see with heat vision because the virus wants them to see things that are warm, so it can it detects it as so living that it can life, inf- uh,
2: inf- infect them. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, you don't know you don't know why they can't see the silvers. But I think it's kind of if it's a hive mind, it's a dominance thing because there's a difference between when Julia meets the vector and when Hitaki meets the vector. Because hmm. when Hitaki meets the vector, it's completely a dominance thing. He stands next to it and he basically orders it to salute. In right, a way. it's it's docile. Yeah, so the vectors have a basically it's it, they they know who's dominant. So it kind of makes me feel like the disease if they spread it to the whole world, everyone would be subservient to them as they once were.
2: Right. Versus just wiping them out entirely. It also unlike zombism, they don't die. They can be they can still be cured. Like, that's something that makes it, that makes it a bit different from Narvik A is that, you know, Narvik A, they were gonna wipe out, say, 90% of the human population and then give the cure to the remaining 10%. With Narvik B, everyone is still alive even though they're infected and they're controllable, which means that everyone eventually could be saved, which is what I think was Hataki's play here. If everyone, you know is is still alive but unable to further damage the planet we can use this race to rebuild the planet and then revive everyone without wasting a single life
1: that's an interesting theory and it makes sense that Hitaki, because he's got his own little like i can save the day de- with complex with, yeah i yeah. gotta stop his i don't know if they're his i guess they're his superiors mm-hmm. Um so not that so if we're going with the Greek myth he's not comparison, he's not Zeus if anything he's maybe Apollo he's like Apollo or maybe like Hephaestus maybe if we're using Hephaestus would be a good comparison. Yeah.
2: But uh, I I love all this speculating and this can discussion. I, can I speculate a little bit more? Just a little bit more <laughs> and then I got to bring it into what happened in this episode.
0: Okay, uh let me find my thought again real quick. Um so looking at another standpoint too is you know how they f- they're freezing the vectors to hold off the infection? Yeah. If you imagine the evolution of the human race is an infection in itself, hmm. then the virus is just a way to stave that off.
2: It's a countervirus.
0: To counter the evolution of the human race as they go further and further from the master race while the master race can devise a cure to bring them back to being the master race.
2: Definitely. So the
0: Willis hypothesis mm. is that you can bring a human back to the level that it was before as the Master Race. Like, bring a human back to Silver Eye status. But-, but they are trying but they don't believe that's possible which is why they're trying to just stave it off as long as possible
2: how did humans get created did they create humanity but
1: my, my only thing with that is that is Sutton's reaction to Julia's existence she yeah. called her she was basically offended that Julia existed she calls her an abomination yeah and if they were trying to make humans into the next level of, like, of the Silvers, well, I think, the master I think, race. I
2: think that's what he's saying, is that no one at Alaria likes the Willis hypothesis. No one at Alaria wants to raise okay. humans up to this level again, but this hypothesis exists that it is possible. I think that's what you're saying, right, Steve? Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, I love this, but we got to talk iTunes, and then we got to break down the episode. We don't have a ton of time today. Um, folks, don't skip. You might have already. If you did, I'm a little upset. But I'm not mad at you.
1: You're not hearing this anyway.
2: Yeah, you're not hearing this anyway. But for those of you who stayed, you're my favorites, and that's why I love you. So here's the thing, folks. After Buzz TV, you know the drill. 70 hours a week, original content, all free, streaming, downloading, websites, uh, uh, technology. We live in the future. Incredible. Buzzwords. Here's the thing. (laughs) For all of that effort that we put towards putting out a spectacular product, getting you cast interviews, it was crazy this week watching the show and realizing, well, like, we talked to him, we talked to her, we talked to him. You know, we, we've talked to so many people on the show. Uh, we're gonna be talking to Megwin Fairbrother, uh, in the next two weeks, which is really exciting. That's in the works. Um. He you plays know.
0: Daniel, if you don't know.
2: Yeah, he plays Daniel slash Mixa. His name is Mixa. Yeah, Mixa. Mixa. And Taluk. Uh, we'll talk about them in a bit. But, you know, we, we put a lot of effort into putting a stellar product out there for you and, and what could you do in return? Doesn't cost any money. Go to iTunes. Go to iTunes! Slap us with a rating. Give us a review. It takes a second and it legitimately means everything you can do it right from your phone you can do it right from your phone it means a lot i'm just gonna read two shout outs not sure if we did them on wednesday but i don't care uh tan Liner says prediction five stars see he's just giving us prediction <laughs> and he's still giving us a five star rating love this team style and this podcast on the sci-fi channel they have clues every week and we've alluded to this it's mm-hmm. the um the helix uh what is access it? granted Helix access granted What's this music? Just giving you some, Thank giving you. you some energy. All right. Uh, one clue was an auction receipt for a watch purchased by Sutton, but it was bought a hundred years ago, so I don't think they age. I also think that Julia Sataki's natural char- child with a human woman—that's why she grows and ages. She also didn't need to escape because I don't think the others knew about her existence, so he let her go, so she would be safe with them. Uh, I think that the injection turned her silver because it w- turned on Hitaki's latent genes keep up the good work few of these things were, were uh, you know like ratified Not that's not the word I want but like this episode proved a few of these points yep. I like this prediction eyes. yes uh, <laughs> Valkyrie averse paladin of prose uh, from Lilith Colbert I love the way the hosts interact with the cast it's like an old home week not pretentious or stuffy at all keep up the great work and Helix season 2 must happen season Agreed. 2 season 2 Agreed. Um, So thank you for that. Uh Please keep those coming. It really does mean a lot, and it makes a difference for us here on the show. It makes our jobs easier to do. Okay, so uh, we're trying to get into level X, this hidden uh, level of the base that, you know, Hataki hadn't told Alan and the crew about. And it's where they keep the master vault of all the diseases that they use to build this virus. I love
1: Alan's reaction to like, when talking like reveals that there's something he has to tell me. Tell
2: me what! <laughs>
1: He's so mad. And that's basically his whole character summed up in three words. Yes. Yeah.
2: Tell me what! um and also alan please sleep with me again we will get into that later that line (laughs) i (laughs) laughed for a solid three minutes i had to pause it i replayed it a few times so funny but we'll get to that so uh level x he and uh he and julia uh have this he has this plan we're gonna freeze the whole base by letting all the cold air in shutting Mm -hmm. off the power and it goes down to negative 50 crazy cold uh, risking hypothermia for everyone involved in this base, uh, in order to do it, they get down to level X and they find this vault filled with potentially every virus ever in history, from every outbreak ever. You know, Spanish flu, the Black Plague. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's and those are not strange. Like, yeah, you hear about like one case a year if somebody randomly got bubonic plague, mm-hmm. but. But that's, again, th- that's a crazy amount of things to have in one room, and yeah. this
0: is why I also think that they've—you can tell that they've been around for so long because they have things that have been like hundreds of years old.
1: Yeah, yeah, that you can't just find at your local five AM, and dime. Right. And
0: another theory I had on that was that these are previous viruses that they have created to release and thin out the population. Oh wow! Well yeah. I, But
2: no, because they couldn't have possibly had the technology to do that. You know, in the year one thousand. You know? I, I don't. I frankly don't, so I can't but shut see, that down. I, I but. like
1: that theory because if you think about, like, let's say the, like the Black Plague, it was spread through animals, much mm-hmm. of the way it was spread, the vectors are spreading the virus now. Right. It was targeted to low, like, poor areas and everything just to, like, it was, you could see it, it could have been population control. They could have whatever the level of science they had at the time thinking that they could cure it. They eventually yeah. were able to take care of it to a certain extent. Yeah. So,
2: well, did that get cured, or did it just
0: die out?
1: We need a history buff.
2: Okay.
0: And we also know that level X is an old... Was it Russian? Uh, yeah, it was an old Russian...
1: Yeah. Uh, bunker
0: bunker yeah okay well we don't know how old that is and we don't know who was in charge of that and what its use for was well we could have been the same it could have been i imagine that arctic biosystems
2: i imagine that it was i imagine that they've had this outpost for a very long time uh under the guise of different things and it just evolved as society involved
1: it kind of looked like it was probably like soviet union era yeah
2: The Soviet Union. um, So they're going there to destroy all the the core samples of Narvik A and Narvik B. They're missing, um, ultimately stolen by Dr. Victor Adrian, who invented the cold suit. Dick. Dick! Drinking his vodka. We don't know what his agenda is. Uh, but he leaves the base with these samples. Mm-hmm. We'll predict what what he wants them for at the end of the show. We got it. We got to keep moving. And where he's going? Yeah. Like where where are you gonna go, bro? Where are you gonna go? My question is, how did he get the samples? Yeah. Because yeah. if he went down there when it was when there uh, were, it was full of vectors, does that mean that he's a silver
0: eyes? That's the question.
1: Yeah. Um, or that, did he? go down there beforehand has he been plotting this maybe it could yeah
2: no these samples could have been missing since even before the cdc got there Mm -hmm. if you think about it because no one's been down to level x you know this entire time it's only been nine days uh so while they're down there julia and alan have this standoff with peter and his vector crew and uh you know they won't harm Alan as long as Julia's in front of him. They're afraid of her. They're angry. They want to get it at him. They're pissed that she's protecting him. Um, but the other thing that they discover in the, in their escape is, uh, the cabin from quote unquote Montana that, Ju- uh, that Julia saw in all of her dreams and all of her visions is actually part of the base. It's technically level Z. Yeah. Is her like childhood summer home what is that about
1: i don't know but i steve and i were discussing earlier and uh we hear it after buzz called it
2: yeah called
0: it we did
1: we you know it's not real and that
2: she's you know she is Hitaki's daughter um assuming that it's with this human scientist jane uh who was jay
1: her vision Mm -hmm. great reveal there although my only thing with that reveal why was the picture torn um uh, plot device <laughs>
2: or maybe it was too painful to look at jane or maybe he and jane had a falling out um yeah. and that's why that's why julia was wasn't at the base anymore
1: yeah well that's why i'm curious because it like could just it was either too convenient that it right. just happened to get torn yeah or there's something else there, guys
0: because he didn't want her to know that he was her father just yet he tore the picture and gave it the, gave her the right. picture torn just so he could establish trust.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, we don't know how she died, Jane. Um, so if he played a role in it, it obviously, you know, hurt him very badly. He didn't sure. want to have to look at her. I
1: mean, what Steve said, it's a perfect theory because uh, the Silvers are a heightened. We're, we're assuming that they've heightened most of their abilities. Sure. Intelligence being one of them. Sure. That's a totally reasonable thing to think through. Mm-hmm. I agree Also, Um,
0: we know that he has burns on his back And we know Jay said that that was a lie Saving his daughter from fires So you don't know You don't know how he got those flames Or those burns
2: It's true And it it definitely wasn't the Montana cabin that burned down Um, And he's obviously been here for a very long time So Mm -hmm. we're not entirely sure where those burns came from I'm liking more and more the fusion theory It hasn't come up in a while but maybe that's just so that it's a bigger gut punch when we find out about it in the episodes to come. Four episodes left in the season. Uh, Julia, not ready to handle that he's her father. And you know, uh, great work from from the whole cast. But here, Sonata, I thought did a great job this week. Yeah. Um. In in his scene with her and his work with uh, with Sarah.
1: His delivery of his Darth Vader line.
2: Yeah, and we were all ready for him to say, "I am your father," and he like he, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, and he's gonna turn in three. Two, you have your father's eyes. And I was like, yeah, get it, Helix!
0: <laughs> uh, Search our feelings, you know it to be true.
1: Exactly. It's basically what Julie does, she backs away. No. Yeah. No, no. that's not true.
0: <laughs> that's, that's impossible!
2: impossible! Uh podcast. It's a free <laughs> podcast. Uh okay. So uh on the other side of the Hatake coin, we have him uh with Sarah. They're playing a crucial role in this plot to get down to level X. They have to shut down uh the power by flipping a series of switches in sequence. And Sarah has her tremor returns yep. and she has a full on seizure and like just a mental breakdown um from her from her cancer we find out that the scar on her back was indeed a surgery scar mm-hmm. um and that it wasn't able to get the uh get the tumor out
1: cuz it was too close to the spinal cord
2: yeah and you know great great work from her this week from Jordan Hayes um I loved this scene she she collapses and then She's on the operating table in the ICU, and she starts talking in her sleep as Julia and Alan try to prep her. And then she she says, "Alan, please sleep with me again." And I lost it because no one says it like that. No, even it, when you're like passed out and you're like just muttering stuff to yourself, "Please sleep with me again." She's, she's in a seizure-induced hallucination, but, Matt. But no one has that. That sequence of words in their brain, it just it just made me laugh in a way that it shouldn't. have. It reminded me of like,
0: please respond.
2: Yeah, like it's, sad thing. Yeah, it's like so, it's like so pathetic, and I don't want her to be pathetic. I love you know that she's like you know I'm I'm gonna die and it's not gonna have mattered at all. Like I won't have left that anything was behind.
1: Insane, and that was a great performance, great writing, wonderful in that performance,
2: that and that was, wonderful writing. That was foreshadowing. Well, What it does, to me, is it makes this one line all the more, like, pop out at me and just make me laugh uncontrollably.
1: I mean, it was hysterical, and I think it was supposed to be. I I don't think it was anything, like, unrealistic. Right. Because, look, this is not something at the forefront of her mind this is her yeah, subconscious talking is. and yes you do think that phrase you think that phrase when you but you would never say it that way yeah you'd find some seductive it, cool way to you say know, it
2: and i think you're right because it also this show it has these you know these relationship squabbles and these triangles but i think it looks at them know in, in the same way that sci-fi fans look at them where it's like you know we're gonna be as honest and real with these as we possibly can but you know and we know that we need to further complicate it and make things uncomfortable <laughs> so it just it just amplified the humor in uh Julia taking in this news and Alan trying to cover it, it did make
1: me think though <coughs> um, that we might see Julia and Alan with their relationship kind of Develop a little bit more as mm-hmm. we go forward because of her reaction. Like she's like, "No, we're we're divorced. It's totally cool." But you could tell it was not cool.
0: Um, I actually we can we can step away from them doing it a little bit. I want to talk about how she said how what she says in her delirium. She talks about how she's never going to cure. She's never going to cure the incurable. Her name's never going to go down in history. Mm-hmm. I feel that there's like some major, major foreshadowing here, and you know what I'm feeling with this character now is I feel like she's going to be the one to solve it. She's going to be the one that figures out the cure, but the cure is not what she thinks it is. Mm. And when she finds out what it really is, she's going to realize that as she cured the incurable, nobody can ever know, and her name will not will not be remembered for it.
2: I love this idea. Um, it, it, it really does have a wonderful poetry to it uh, in her arc you know i i also think potentially if we're bringing sod- sodra into this sodra cures cancer um you know Does i don't it? yeah, yeah so one that was shot. that was that was the that was the reason why it was being developed was was as a cure for cancer sodra but it heal but it, it doesn't was it effective in that way it kills viruses it kills it kills viruses but it also killed cancer cells the problem is it also killed the patients who took it yeah they they but their cancer cells were 100 percent wiped out that was brought up i think four or five episodes ago to alan when he was exploring it as a potential treatment for peter
0: um so you know just came to mind uh, bring it um, you know how you know how can what cancer cells do? They reproduce uncontrollably,
2: much like the Silver Eyes and all of their cells.
0: Much like the Silver Eyes and all their cells, and what this can what what is Sodra made for? Oh! What if Sodra was Hatake's weapon against the other Silver Eyes? I love this idea.
2: Yeah. No, it's his it's his retrovirus. Exactly. You know, it's if you try to release the real virus, if you try to release Narvik A, I will release Sodra into the air somehow and
1: I will wipe us all out. That would be mutually cr- assured destruction. Yeah, although that destroys everybody. Sure. You think about it. But uh, then
0: I want you to also think about this and go back to my theory in that everyone, everyone, humanity comes from these beings, so of course they're going to have some essence of cancer in them because what cancer is, is an essence of the silver eyes. It's just, it's part of their genes that's been passed down. It's just, it's just evolved yeah. from keeping them immortal to being this terrible thing that kills them.
2: Here's what I love about this. is like, if this theory proves to be true, this is one of the smartest shows I've ever come across. To like, to figure yeah. that out and devise a mythology this intense and, you know, potentially scientifically feasible. I love this idea.
1: Um, it just, it, it hits yeah. a lot very close to home, especially today with all the, like, ha- the cancer stuff going on in, like, the media and everything right now. A being made of pure cancer. Yeah. That's frightening.
2: That's very frightening, especially one that looks like us and is honestly better than us at just about everything.
0: But, and then look at what happens when you, when they incubated it. Yeah. Cancer grows uncontrollably, but it grows at a rate that's equal to a human's rate. Like a human cell regeneration rate, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But if you take these cells, which we're assuming if this is like, if Narvik is a sample of cells from an original, then it would multiply at their rate. And that's why when they incubate it, it multiplies at the rate at which it would have back then.
2: Let me ask a question that may spark off some some thoughts. What would happen to a silver eyes if it was infected with Narvik B? I
0: don't think it can be.
2: I mean, mm-hmm. that's potentially possible, but I'm
1: wondering... Yeah, I mean, we see that, like, Julia's cured right. of the virus with, with becoming a silver. I think it's designed so that it wouldn't work. Like, the okay. whole premise of it is designed so that it doesn't affect the silvers. Okay.
2: The, all right. We have about 15, maybe 20 minutes left, uh, so we got to move on. We got to talk about Sergio and his escape. And totally killing Klein, which I thought he was dead last week, but I'm glad he's dead now. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, Klein lets him know that Alaria sent a kill squad down to the village where Anana and Tulu are, and you know he has to escape. And I'm like, goodbye, Sergio. You know, he's got a hero streak, and he loves he loves that Anana.
0: He killed awkward window bearded man.
2: Yeah, Klein. Yeah. That's his name.
0: You know, he's Awkward Window Bearded Man. Fine,
2: Awkward Window Bearded Man. <laughs> which uh, I love you guys saw uh Steve uh Steve Maida, who's uh on the show. Yeah. loved he, it. Yeah, uh, one of the writers. It's his favorite new location. <laughs> I love it. I'm so I'm so glad. Uh that he approves. Uh so Sergio rushing off to save her, Mixa uh charges at him, totally decks him, thinking that, you know, he's just trying to escape. Realizes what's going on, and they team up, zooming across the landscape in the middle of the night, trying to save uh, the village
0: on their land speeders. On their land speeders, because <laughs> this
2: is again, this is the Empire Strikes Back, uh, but not really. So uh, Anana finds them after they're, they miss, they can't find the trail anymore, and they all head down to the village just in time to see the whole village being herded into this building where they're going to set it on fire so that there's less to clean up. Terrifying. And they're able to take out the Ilaria guys. Uh, but yeah, first, that was dark. I know. But I loved how they tricked the Ilaria guys. Sergio comes down there with Mixa, um, you know, and Anana. He's like, he's bringing Inanna in as if she's another, another hostage to be burned. And that Mixa's working with him. Taluk and Mixa look at each <laughs> other for the first time. And he totally decks Taluk and he calls him an Eskimo, which is a big no-no in the Inuit community. Mm-hmm. Nerve
0: herder. Yeah, you don't do that.
2: Um, I, I can't wait to talk to Meegwin about acting opposite himself. Yeah. Um, and punching himself a few in times. In the face. Yeah. I wonder,
0: wonder, wonder if he got to punch a stunt guy. That would, that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: I figure... We, well, it's they actually, a,
0: he's getting punched by the yeah, stunt guy both that's times. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw another Star Wars thing in there. Do it. Um... So let's just say Sergio is the Han Solo to Miguin's Chewbacca, and Sergio (laughs) shot first.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, we think we are funnier than we are. (laughs) But I like us. Um I love seeing this family I'm Skywalker, Matt. I love seeing this family back together, guys. I love seeing uh Mixa kind of like summoning his old memories. Wait, so in this theory,
1: is that is Sarah Leia or is Julia Leia? Cause either way, Alan, no.
2: Yeah. Uh then let's not. Let's not go <laughs> deeper down this rabbit hole. I'm shutting it down. Um I love seeing this family back together. Uh you know, all of these years and years of uh, of separation and pain are undone. Uh, you know, it's going to be a slow a slow build, but I'm glad that they're together. And now we have sort of our two separate units: we have our inside the base team,
1: and we have our away team. Although, here's my thing with the whole scene with like the, where they've got to Luke down and everything. It's like you have the two guys that are clearly twins. Doesn't that raise some red flags for the Alaria guys? Right,
2: he's like he's like that guy's one of the villagers. Instead of being like that guy looks just like our hostage. Wait a second, (laughs) like wait a minute. I thought that's the guy we got right here,
0: but you're also over
1: there. And they keep the one hostage outside the trailer,
0: right? To, yeah, but they murder. they know they know Daniel from the base. They had me, they have seen they had seen Daniel before. No, we're, but I thought we ki- didn't they we kill all the Ilaria guys? No, this, were, these
2: these are different, the same guys, same guys. Okay, uh, not all the Ilaria guys are dead. These were ones that got out of the base before they were able to take it back. Okay,
0: Megan was what, part, Daniel was part of the first crew that they met yeah. when they entered the base, so all they right. would recognize him. Withdrawn.
2: Yeah. Um, but still interesting. Um, glad they're together. Interested to see where that goes. Uh, we, we're waiting on this Alaria army to come down that are going to be way worse than Sutton.
1: I imagine they're going to send some silvers in now.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Hashtag Alarmia.
2: Alarmia? You mean Alaria?
0: The Alaria
2: army. Oh, the Alaria army. Alarmia. Ugh. Damn you. Okay. Um, so now we've also got Dr. Adrian dr victor adrian who's got these Narvik
1: samples where is he going i i met he's got it was one of two things either there's some kind of transport out there that nobody else knows about right because he's working for some outside party that Mm -hmm. we have not been introduced to yet yeah some like underground revolutionary. If like if we go back to that Maybe it's it, another like a splinter group of silvers or yeah. Or maybe whatever's what I was saying before, like whatever's behind the vectors, whatever like the past of that is. Hmm. If it's some it's a bit of, that one's a bit of a stretch, right. but
2: that's there, making me think of like a war in the Middle Ages between vectors and silvers on like the fields of on the fields of Scotland or well, something. the
1: only reason that, that leads me to think that is just the like seeing Peter as like a leader hmm. of the vectors and they like they bow down to him. This isn't like they are helping him out <laughs> and like so he's cool. control or he's like controlling them. Yeah. It was a great scene. I loved when he hops up there and he just yells, but then they bow. Like th- that was a power move. They saw him as a a god above them Mm -hmm. that leads me to believe that whatever the hive mind consciousness is there's something old in there yeah that narvik is like the last remaining almost like a venom type thing
2: yeah and they didn't even get to look at all of the viruses that were in that vault they Mm -hmm. didn't get to destroy all of them so there could be something in there that they've never even heard of that could be the root of Narvik from long ago.
0: Honestly, though, it was kind of comical that there was just like a bumper sticker burner. Oh, that's convenient incinerator. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess maybe you keep that. I, I mean, we don't know the layout of labs, but I guess when you have stuff that's that dangerous that you can't transport, right. maybe I mean, it makes sense to have something like that. Nearby. I have one
0: of those in my baby's nursery. Nothing bad will happen. I mean, come on! Like it, it was kind of too convenient. Fine, a little
1: bit it was. Fine, I'm trying it's, to uh, give it's him just some proper credit. protocol.
2: Honestly, I think the reason why you have an incinerator in your virus vault is just in case you do get caught by some kind of government, you get rid of the evidence the only way that you can. Too shit. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, I feel like we've covered a lot of this episode stuff.
0: Are we? Are we singing? Are we doing that? We we have time. All right, we got time. I huh? just want to. Uh, I'm just looking through in my mind to make sure we did cover everything. What do you
2: think, Zach? I feel like I um, feel like we're pretty thorough.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, the one thing that uh, line that I want to talk about because uh, they brought it back up. Yeah, it's about you, Julia. It's, it's always, always been, been about, about you. you. That like so. That I love the demigod theory, yeah, but so what is it about Julia that really is so important? Maybe above she's everyone the else? first. maybe
2: she's the first uh half human, half silver to exist or that's
0: lived. I um, think I think the first question is, who is Jane? Yeah, because we gotta figure out where she fits in all of this because Hitaki wouldn't have just gone after someone normal. So I really think that Jane plays more of a role in this than we think.
1: I mean, it could be as simple if, if, if he is a god mm-hmm. of sorts. Like, gods fall in love, in, especially in Greek myths, fall in love with humans all the time. It's a regular, that, just, he lo- he talks about her in this episode, how much he loved her scientific ability, how much she loved the, the science she was doing. She was a, like, a fantastic person and a fantastic scientist. And that hit all the notes for him. And he just fell in love. I, I would buy that as this very simple explanation.
2: Yeah. I'm willing to go down that road. We we have some time left in this season to get some of those answers, mm-hmm. and I, I also, hope that we do.
0: I also think that the virus itself was created as a way to transfer DNA material to bond with DNA. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine in vitro fertilization mixed with the virus to put in, Hitake's DNA into fertilize an egg and do like a t- test tube baby, maybe Julia is a test tube baby utilizing the virus to transfer Hitaki's DNA to the human DNA.
2: Maybe entirely possible. Very, very curious about that.
0: I feel intelligent talking about this, but I have no you, idea. No, like, you, in the are world. you are intelligent. You uh, are intelligent.
2: And also, you know, now that the virus, thanks to Dr. Adrian, is now outside of the base, uh, that kind of opens up some questions about what we're going to see in season two now that it's no longer contained to the arctic you know we've had some cast members on the show intimating that there will still be some sort of containment we will still be trapped in a location but not necessarily this one
1: well we see i mean uh, i think we talked about it a little bit in the pilot right in the beginning of the show mm-hmm. there's a guy leaving the base on the chopper that they come in on
0: that's true yeah we, t- we talked about that yeah
1: we talked about it we talked about it a little bit and that's like you don't even need uh dr adrian to get away mm-hmm. there are like there could but like there's your virus outbreak right there we've been out of touch except for Ilaria and they're keeping everything quiet they don't have to tell us at the base anything yeah who but knows it, what's going on
0: because they're not asking for the virus they're asking for the cure
2: yeah huh. something issue, something wrong with mm-hmm. the sound
0: are we all right somebody opened the booth door okay um anyway uh,
2: do we have uh, the song we, we this episode <laughs> closed with Mad World which you know some people uh, especially Donnie Darko fans big fans of Mad World <laughs> to me I always I always thought Mad World was a little goofy Super but it fit, cliche and it all fit, I
0: can think of is the Gears of War commercial it
2: fit the episode <laughs> uh, do we do we have it we're gonna do a little parody action
0: yeah. is this the right version yeah sounds right
2: All around me are a million vectors Always zizzing, cups they're filling Julia has eyes, they're made of silver They are her father's, what happened to her mother? and sarah wants alan to sleep with her again she's really You're at the wrong am point. i wrong yeah oh that's a bummer
0: hide my head i wanna drown my vectors they are zizzing they are zizzing and i've Ah, that's where he you're going To, to, be,
2: yeah.
1: to have to her be sad, sad. Oh, yeah. We didn't write lyrics Sarah this time but... Sarah is dying of some cancer that in her had. head
2: <laughs> That's true And Victor, he is gone with Narvik A Narvik B is another virus that we'll see another day
0: You guys suck so bad
2: Oh, we're the best <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Think, think of a better song. Okay. We've said but it we before.
0: Prep. Preparation. I, Prep. I don't
2: care. <laughs> all right. Predictions. All right. Let me bring the soundboard up. Okay. okay. Prediction. Buzz TV predictions. Okay. Yeah. So we've been theorizing... All episode long. <laughs> Nothing
1: but predictions,
2: I, really. You know, but uh, what do we think is happening next week? Now, I I get my episodes through Xbox video. I didn't see the preview for next week.
1: Um, we got a little shot of Sarah in a CAT scan. Okay. Um, Somebody saying she doesn't have much time. Sure. Uh, which yeah, she definitely doesn't. Um, Alan said if Narvik makes it out of the Arctic Circle, millions will die. So they know it's gone. Yeah. They're assuming it's off the base. So I imagine they're going to be scouring the area
2: for Doctor Adrian.
1: Yeah, and we got a little bit on this week's um, access granted mm-hmm. on the online stuff. There was a picture of Hitaki and this mystery guy we've never met before. Mm-hmm. This was this skinny dude. Um, somewhere maybe Doctor Havit. No, much younger. Okay. Um, I mean, who knows how old? But the, the picture is a digital photo. Okay. Um, but they're clearly not at the base. They're, there's like green behind them, mm-hmm. so they're at some kind of normal location. Okay. Um, and a soundbite of somebody saying "Free me" over and over and over again. Free me! Free me! and they it's played actually, this
2: they played this for me and it's really awesome and you should totally go it, and check that out it's creepy i don't think it's any of our characters our main it's not, characters it's not peter yeah Free me. yeah
0: Free me.
2: i don't know i it could be the the thoughts of one of these frozen heads maybe and mm. maybe that's just but like you hear grasping chain, at straws you hear chains clinking so oh, yeah somebody's somebody tied up yeah fascinating well, uh, we're probably going to find out more next week. I'm hoping next week is a Hataki flashback episode, because it feels like <laughs> now that we've gotten some big
1: reveals, it's about time. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I want to see more of, and I hope we see more, Peter and the Vector society mm-hmm. that is evolving down there. Because yeah. it's not just a bunch of random zombies in a basement. They're, they are plotting. Yeah. There's a plot a brew I'm going to throw Down this out there, and X.
2: I know that it's wild. What if it's the voice of the virus? Like, if it is something ancient no. and, you know, like, is, like, a, a consciousness, I don't know. The free me? Yeah. Uh, All right, I fine. I I've, 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 I've felt it was thin myself. <laughs> what do you think, Steven?
0: Um, this whole show's been my predictions. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, But... uh. Yeah, I think we have like three more minutes if we want to do something else. It's up to you guys. Anyone, else, anyone, any otherwise, people can just tune out right now. If, unless you guys I, don't want. I to. think
2: I think we I think we got it pretty much yeah. covered. All right, cool. all right. So um, we roll this. Uh? Yeah, roll the thing. So here's the thing, folks. uh Liz Rich Maui couldn't be here today, but you know you can follow her on Twitter. She's quite delightful. Uh, you can follow her at Lizzie Maui, L I Z Z Y M A W Y. Uh and give her some well wishes. She's feeling under the weather. Get
1: better soon, Liz.
2: Yeah. Uh Zach, where can the people find you? Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. That's T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. And here at After Buzz on Grim Archer uh, Almost Human Finale to coming up tomorrow yep. and starting next week Resurrection on ABC which I'll be doing uh, with Matt Leading yes, here yes
0: it's very exciting Stephen Lemieux you can find me here at Afterbase TV <laughs> doing the Twisted After Show as well as coming up uh Oh man, coming up a lot of stuff. We got we'll, we'll we got Orphan Black in April. Yeah, Orphan Black in April, and what's that other show I do? I can't even remember right now. <laughs> we'll figure it out. You'll you'll tweet it out, uh, folks. Also, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. S T E P H E N L E M I E U X. That's and correct. Then me going in the next few weeks.
2: Yes, and we'll we'll be announcing that on our twitters. So follow us so that you can find out exactly when that's going to be. Uh, and you can tweet us your questions for him. It's going to be really exciting. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A. T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N here on After Buzz TV, all over the place Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Almost Human, ending tomorrow Uh, Cougar Town, Justified uh, Banshee on Cinemax Lost Girl Um, I have uh, Resurrection coming up with Zach Wilson, Mm -hmm. I got Playing House the new USA comedy coming out in uh, April, we got Orphan Black in April, we have uh, Mad Men coming back this spring, anyway uh, love you all, see you next week goodbye